Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hey, this is Kong Song with Believe in SDSU Basketball on the Believe Podcast Network, the only place where you can get a show for every team in San Diego and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? On this episode, we're going to take a look back at the men's and women's team playing against New Mexico and Utah State, and then preview a little bit of what the results are. Or sorry, we're not going to preview that. That's the next episode. I'm just just really excited. Super Bowl Sunday. So uh, without further ado, here we go. We are recording this on a bright and sunny Super Bowl Sunday afternoon. Um, if you can sense <clears throat> any, uh, I guess, myself talking quicker or taking deeper breaths in between, I, I'm a anxious and excited mess because my Niners are about to play in about three and a half hours. Um, I'm going to be in a very catatonic state either way after the Super Bowl. So I figured I got to hurry up and try to get this going. So let's just quickly get right into it. Um, for the women, uh, in the last episode, we talked about how this has the potential to be a 2-0 week. And the ladies were able to um, pull it off in very dramatic fashion. Starting with the field trip day game against New Mexico. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, the Aztec ladies were, or the Lady Aztecs were up 8 points with 25 seconds left. And in any scenario, if your team has that, you're thinking it's in the bag. Team might try to go for quick buckets. And if they make them, it's a free throw game. If they miss them, it's pretty much over. But the Lobos were able to go off a 9-0 run to be, to put the Aztecs actually down one. Thankfully, uh, Sofia Ramos was fouled. She calmly made two free throws on a 16 for 16 night, which set a school record and was able to get a last second defensive stop to get the 75 to 74 victory. Um, there was a key moment in the second quarter. So they were down 12 heading into the second quarter and went into halftime only down one. So they were able to really rally together some crucial buckets, string together some great stops in the second quarter on the way to victory. Um, this was Sophia Ramos's night. She had, I believe, a career high, 32 points. She's making everything. I mean, if you take a look at highlights or anything you can find on YouTube, she's going heavy right drives and sort of either running hooks or running floaters or whatever you want to call them, just sort of throwing them up. I think there was one play where she didn't even turn her body square against the basket. Her shoulders were perpendicular to the rim kind of flicked it up with her right wrist and it banked in as if it was a wide open layup, if that makes sense. So it was just her night. I mean, she also pitched in with 11 rebounds, which is pretty impressive. And she, again, tied the school record, 16 to 16 from the free throw line. And in a game where you are, you win by one, I mean, literally everything matters. Um, Taylor Calmer pitched in with 17 points. The team was just phenomenal from the free throw line, 24 of 27 for the game. They set a new record, uh, attendance record, 5,320 watching the game. And this was more than when the ladies played number two Connecticut, I believe, 
man, that must have been a while ago. Um, so to factor all of that in, to play in front of a, the, a record home crowd, to be up eight with 25 seconds left, give up a quick 9-0 run, to calmly knock down free throws, and to time and time again be able to knock it down from the charity stripe. This was a statement win, I believe. They had to overcome four Lobos scoring in double digits, had to overcome a 13 of 29 from three by New Mexico, which is just bonkers. They gave up 10 offensive rebounds, which led to 11 second chance points. They had tw- they committed 21 turnovers, which led to 23 points for the Lobos. There's a lot of factors in the game that you would think led to a loss. But overall, this ended up being a win, which is pretty crazy. I mean, the flip side of that is the Aztecs were able to grab 41 rebounds when you compare it to the Lobos, 29. So as a team, they were able to get a lot of defensive rebounds primarily. And to me, in my opinion, this is a almost a best-case scenario with a gritty win while having things to work on. And that's sort of how you can build the momentum and continue to find ways to win. If you're cruising or if you get blown out and either there's nothing or everything to work on, you know, I don't, it's hard to take away from that because you're trying to find unique circumstances and say, Hey, this type of play, we got to get better at going over the screen or something like that. Here it's, you know, Hey, if we limit turnovers, if we got a box out, we got to, you know, be better at defending the three. But also, we did a great job grabbing defensive rebounds for the most part. We were knocking down a lot of pressure free throws. We played in front of a home crowd. You know, players were able to step up at the right times to pitch in and contribute key baskets. There's a lot to look forward to. And the women were able to do that. They went, traveled to Utah State on Saturday, came away with the 59-51 win, used a big third quarter outscoring the Utes 21 to 13. Um, being only up one at halftime, this third quarter really helped make the difference. Sophia Ramos kind of continued her streak, 24 points, 8 rebounds. Taylor Comer with 18. And again, the ladies were 13 to 15 from the free throw line in this game. So for the week, the lesson here is make your free throws, kids. Shooting is going to always vary up and down, up and down. Uh, for example... In this game against the Utes, the Lady Aztecs were 50% for shooting in the first quarter. It dropped down to 37.5% in the second quarter. On fire was 72.73% in the third. And then a woeful 20% in the fourth. So those free throws steady the ship, keep you in the game, whether you're up or you're down. And it's really important to practice the fundamentals. We still have to work on working on the assists. I mean, against the Utes, there was only nine assists to, to eight, 14 turnovers. Um, but at the end of the day, the Aztecs were able to use these two wins to move up one spot to sixth place, six games to play, and they are six and six in conference play. So the theme, free throws, and I guess the number six. Uh, moving on to the men, what a uh, dramatic week. What a pressure-filled week. Uh, an exciting week. Um, the men are continuing to stay undefeated, starting off with a 85-57 to win at New Mexico on Wednesday, 
five players in double figures, holding the Lobos to a 25-point first half. Um, a lot of people got to play. 11 players have played on the Aztecs, and no player played more than 27 minutes, which was K.J. Fagan, who led the team in 18 points with 18 points and four assists, and all the shots were threes. Um, he was 6-9 from three-point land, and no player shot more than those nine times. You get a sense as the season goes on, they're continuing to build upon the team concept. 23 total assists for the Aztecs, holding the Lobos to nine in the entire game, which is, I, I mean, I can't do the math that quick, but if you can imagine however many possessions there are to only hold them to nine assists, that means a few things. One, no easy baskets. Two, you know, they're taking away first, second actions, so they have to swing the ball. Three, if you play good defense for a long enough period of time, you know, typically college teams, you'll see about anywhere from 12 seconds or less. They run the quick score play, which is basically just an ISO or quick pick and roll. And when it's those pressure filled moments, it becomes a lot more difficult to score. And you kind of saw that in the first half. Um, when you're looking at sort of the box score, you're seeing some very, very impressive numbers. Malachi Flynn had a plus 34 in the game. 12 points, 4 rebounds, 6 assists, and a steal, which may sound like a pedestrian game from a guy with Malachi's talent, but you factor in 0 turnovers. That just means this guy was able to move the ball, pick his spots, and just play as, as a teammate. And it's when your best player, your best offensive player is able to play in that set, in that kind of mindset, it really sets a tone for the team. And you can see that with Matt Mitchell also having a plus 34 overall um, with 12 points, two rebounds, five assists, again, zero turnovers, a steal, and a block. Um, in the last episode, we previewed Jaquan Lyle and how much of a threat he was going to be for the Lobos. But um, unfortunately, he was suspended on January 29th, which he Based uh, from what I read, it's for hosting a party that unfortunately led to um, a shooting. From what I can also read, there wasn't any fatalities, which is the good news. Um, and hopefully Jaquan can learn from this experience and sort of build upon it and grow uh, as he continues. Um, you know, from a competitive standpoint, I would have loved to seen full strength versus full strength. And you can't ignore the fact that that actually had an impact if your leading score is suspended for a week. Um, just how much of an impact that would be. Some fun stats. This makes an 11 game road or neutral court win streak. San Diego State becomes the only team in the nation to hand the three teams their only home loss this season. And we're traditionally struggling at the pit in New Mexico. So to come out and win by almost 30 points is a statement with like a capital S. Um, then they move on to Saturday against Utah State. It's going to be a sold-out home crowd, a quiet Jersey retirement night. Utah State looking out for revenge, second-best team in the conference um, they came out firing, shooting 55% from the field in the first half. The Aztecs were down eight 
believe it was 39 to 31. They were able to rally together a lot of key moments in the second half to win 80 to 68, holding the Utes to 29 points on 36% shooting in the second half. And their first matchup at Utah State, they were able to hold Sam Merrill to a pretty pedestrian game. But this one, Sam Merrill contributed 16 points and 12 assists. I mean, his impact was felt pretty much the entire game. But this game belonged to Matt Mitchell. I mean, what a game. He had a total of 28 points, 4 rebounds, 4 or 6 from 3, 9 of 14 from the field. 24 of those points were in the second half. He was the driver, the catalyst that set up the run in the second half. In just 13 minutes, the Asics were able to have a 20-point swing. They were down 41-31, to 31, and they were up, after those 13 minutes, 68-58. to 58. And Matt Mitchell was just on fire. There was one I think was almost Damian Lillard range. I mean, they were well beyond any line that was on the court, well beyond NBA range, and it was just bottoms. It was... The place was going bonkers. And it was so great to see that. I mean, this is a guy who tried to transform his body over the offseason, worked on dedicating himself to the game more, and you're seeing it pay off tremendously. Malachi Flynn had a tough shooting night, 5 of 13. He was still able to find other ways to contribute. 15 points, 6 rebounds, 7 assists, 3 steals, just 1 turnover. And that's a true sign of a leader. I mean, a lot of times you see guys who are the best offensive player, and if it's not their night, they just kind of pack it up, and that's it. But here you saw, oh, excuse me. Um, here you saw him just trying to find other ways to contribute. And you That's just a theme, I guess. I just keep saying that over and over. It's a team game, and then they're playing like a very, very cohesive team. Yanni Wetzel, double-double, uh, 11 and 10. Nine turnovers only for the entire night for the Aztecs. Um, it was an electric atmosphere. It was, if whatever version of college basketball playoffs you would, have, you would think it is, whether it's a March Madness or what have you, this was it. I mean, you get a sense of um, what Aztec basketball is all about captured in just this one game. One, you know, they come out, they have the moment of silence with for Kobe and Gianna and everybody uh, that was in that helicopter crash. And it's sort of an awareness of community, an awareness of what's going around, uh, what's going on around them. And you can even get the sense in the Kawhi jersey retirement. At the end of the speech, you know, he's thanking everybody. Um, and at the end of the speech, he just says, and I, I'm paraphrasing here, but basically, hey, this is great. I'm glad. This is cool. I wanted to put San Diego State on the map. Um, and, but this team's doing great. And, you know, while I'm happy to be here, there's another half to play. So it's just this epitome of asset basketball is just focusing on the task at hand, you know, sort of enjoying these micro moments of success and accomplishment and recognition but then quickly forgetting about it in the long term because you're really worried or you're really working on a bigger goal you know they 
down eight at half, flip it to a dominant win. I mean, San Diego State's all about defense, working hard, and just being resilient. As the saying goes, the Aztecs, you know, we don't feel pressure, we apply it. So, I mean, what a what a week. What a great, I was going to say what a great day to be Aztec, but what a week to be an Aztec. 4-0 across both sports. You have drama, flair, standout individual performances, team, great team performances. You're going to get, you got the mix of everything. Um, I mean, there's not, there's not much more to say looking back. This was as good of a week as you can get. You know, there's six games left to play. They get a week off or a week break before they play next Saturday. So we're going to preview all of that in the next episode. Um, if you enjoy this, please rate and subscribe to us on iTunes. We are available wherever podcasts can be found. You can find us on believe.com and at believe podcasts. Myself, I'm on Instagram at N-A-S-G-N-A-K. It's just basically my name backwards. Uh, strangely enough, there is somebody with the handle of my first name, uh, who hasn't posted. So if anybody knows anybody, <laughs> if you can get me that, that'd be great. Uh, if you're interested in advertising on this show, please contact us at believe.com. So uh, before I go, just a quick note. If you're listening, please root for the Niners. And if you're listening to this after the Super Bowl, if the Niners win, you know how I will feel. And if the Chiefs win, I will. I, I don't know what I would do. But um, yeah, thanks for listening. And until next time, go Aztecs. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.